not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest. I love lamp. I love lamp. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Good evening, everybody, and how you doing? Well, that's good. Wesley Euler here with you on the Crowley Show, filling in for Adam here as we roll into the 6 o'clock hour. It's been a block party Friday all show, and we had to play this song. This album came out 24 years ago today. I guess you could say the world was the United States was introduced to Little Wayne. He dropped the Carter 24 years ago today at only age 17. This was the most popular track. And a great block party summertime song. Let me feel this one out. Bring it up, Tom. Here we go. That's my DJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. I could drink to this. That's my DJ. On my second beer already. Only two. I just started at the beginning of the song. I thought we were doing a beer every segment. Isn't I that started at the beginning <laughs> of the song. Decided at 4 o'clock <laughs> that we were going to do a beer every segment. That's Thirsty Thursdays. Wait, wait, yesterday? Oh, I must have missed them. That explains why Tom was acting so mm-hmm. We talked a little in the last segment uh, about things from the past that are being rehashed, remade, sequeled. We talked earlier in the show about Toys R Us. All Toys R Us stores are officially closed. If you go to their website right now, if you need a good cry, go to ToysRUs.com. It's just a picture of a child, and it says, Never Stop Playing. Yeah, as Tom is now. I just heard that for the first time. That's terrible. You didn't look earlier no. when I said? Because you didn't need a good cry. Why would they do that? What's better, though, that if Toys R Us, if you just went to it and it was like this page no longer exists, or that? Or, like, said, Fun's dead. Well, no, that would be the worst. I'd be like, we closed because you jerks weren't buying any more toys. You were all going online. Right. Like, you love Jeffrey so much right now, but why are you buying from Amazon every Christmas? I don't see any of you sad people walking into a Toys R Us and buying things. Why the hell are you all sad now? Look, I get the nostalgia thing, but you didn't support them. That's why they're closing. It's all people our age that are sad about it. Toys R Us is closing. I got to get over there. Yeah, where were you for the last 20 years? You know what's the best is I remember, and you could do this at music stores too. You could do this at Toys R Us. I remember going into Toys R Us with my mom when I was a kid when a new video game would come out. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend, they weren't 60 bucks, like maybe 40 or 50, whatever they were back then. You could actually demo the video game. Yeah. Like in old music stores, you could. When I was a kid, I'll never forget this. When the first Smash Mouth CD came out and Chumbawamba was the big hit, I wanted the CD for my birthday. And my mom went to the local record store to listen to it before she would let me. And this was too. I'm sure you probably couldn't even find lyrics online back. You no, know, this, there this was no online. This, probably. this would have been late late nineties. Oh, late nineties. So well, I mean, there was an online, beginning. but yeah. there wasn't like azlyrics.com. Yeah, no, just where a you could just bit Google. Hey, what's the lyrics to this? Chumbawamba song. It's funny, and again, I'm going to date myself once again here. I'm old. But uh, when I was young, one of my first uh, gaming systems was in television. And the only place in town that had in television game cartridges was Toys R Us. And back to what you said with the, you could could try them out. Demo. I demo them all day long. All the time. Sometimes there'd be games that you knew you only wanted to play for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you just go to Toys R Us a couple times. Yeah, just try it out. Yeah, <laughs> Save yourself yep. 50 bucks. This kind of relates to, you know, one thing that I miss. And I this isn't like a dating myself moment. I feel like I might be the only person in my age group that actually enjoyed these things. Arcades. 
My my so my mom's side of the or dad's side of the family grandparents live in Carlisle, PA. And when I was a kid, they had an arcade right by their house, and they had like no cable, no internet. So my grandpa would always take me to the arcade. That's what you had to do in my day. <laughs> you had to. I used and to. You I used said to your care. crowning achievement when I was talking about making money playing Halo was having your initials at the top. Yeah, of the if I could get ASS into that video game, it was the happiest day of my life. I used to actually run out into the parking lot and ask people if I could carry their bags for quarters. Because my mom would give me like four quarters to go to the mall and mm-hmm. play with. And, mm-hmm. and the mall was within walking distance where I grew up. So I'd go down and four quarters would be done like oh, instantly, instantly. You know? Yeah. So I'd go out and I'd harass ladies carrying bags out. Like, hey, can I carry your bags for a quarter? That sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't have anything else. So that's all we had to do. I bet you can guess what I would always put for the initials on those arcade machines. What's that? Starts with a W. Oh, yeah. You're one of those V-U. guys. <laughs> Oh, 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 you put WVU as a kid. Yeah. Okay, see, I thought Mountaineers, you were one baby. of those lucky dudes who got to fit their name in, like a oh, Leo Wes. or a yeah. Wes yeah. or, you know, Tom. Yeah. WVU. Stuff like that. WVU. You know. Barbershops I would have knocked one. that right off of the top ten, dude. You throw oh, that up well, on, yeah. like, a Donkey Kong, I'm coming in, and I'm getting that WV gone. I'm filling every slot with ASS until WV is off the top ten. Get it off! Being on a top ten in an arcade game, is that like winning a Heisman Trophy? Conference championship? No. National champion? Better. It's like the that big King Kong documentary. It's like King of Kong, Fist of Quarters. Have you ever seen that? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. About the guys who would obsess over having the highest scores yeah. in arcades on King Kong. Yeah, I resemble that remark. Yeah, barbershops are another one. Oh, yeah. I, 10, 20 years from now, are there even going to be like super cuts in barbershops anymore? Or are people just going to come to your house and cut your hair? Probably. I mean, that happens a lot already. Yeah. You know, I mean, I go to sport, cl- cut, or sport clips at the moment just because I love the head massage. <laughs> so if somebody, if they're going to come to, as long as they got a head massage involved, um, they can come to my house and do it. Maybe one of the biggest things of life past that was a part of everybody's everyday life that hasn't been for a while and is even becoming less so was newspapers. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette made an announcement this week that they're going to drop two days of printing starting next month. They haven't said what days, but so that instead of printing newspapers seven days a week, they're only going to print newspapers five days a week. This will go into effect August 26th. Again, they have not specified which days would be dropped. That is going to affect not just people who like to enjoy still reading a classic newspaper. That's going to affect people's jobs. That's going to affect, in a way, some advertising. And, as we mentioned, sports. How, man, what days are they going to drop? Is it going to vary? And because maybe during, maybe during Steelers season they drop, like, Tuesday, Wednesday? I mean, you'd, you'd almost need, you need a Monday during Steelers season. How does it affect you sports You absolutely coverage? need a Monday. You know, in the, in the end, I think it'll be ad-driven. Like, sure. But, see, it gets tricky, too, because you've got all those weekend sales. You've got, you know, it, it's like... And it's like, I feel like it's going to be very hard to say, okay, we're just not going to give newspapers on these two days. Yeah, it's weird. It gets... Because, especially with the, with the sports and events calendar, what if there's something major going on and you know you're not going to have a print edition the next day? Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. Yeah, it it is a strange... I mean, it's sad for nostalgia's sake. It is. It's, it's just and, like... But, I mean, to be honest, Wes, when's the last time you picked up a newspaper? I was hoping that question was going to happen because here's the worst part about it. I can tell you the last four times in my life that I've bought a newspaper. Yeah. 
The next day after the Eagles won the Super Bowl this past year? Just to keep the headline. The next day after the Penguins won the Stanley Cup in 17? The The next day after the Penguins won the Cup in 16? And the next day after the Penguins won the Cup in 09? Yeah, that makes sense, man. And the the reason I got an Eagles one was because I worked for the broadcast. It was historic. You know, like, not that I'm an Eagles fan, but I just thought that that was a cool newspaper to snag. Yeah. 20 years from now, if the Penguins win a Stanley Cup, is there going to even be a newspaper cover that you can go out and buy and frame? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it might not be, or you'll be buying it on eBay for like fifteen hundred bucks, like a fake know? graphic. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, something like that, like a remake. I mean, it's weird, man. And you don't want to see it to happen because we know a lot of guys who work on that side of things. Sure, and people are losing jobs. Yeah, and fortunately, there is an outlet online. But let's be honest, it's not newspapers that's going; it's paper that's going away. Paper in general. Yeah, books were always on paper. Gone. I don't get yeah, Kendall and, I mean, and all yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once I've got some books that I've kept, but you know, I mean, really you, anything new I get is online. Are you paperless bills? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I don't mail a damn thing out. Absolutely. Actually, I get pissed when I get bills in the mail. Same. Like if there's a checkbox, like I'll check it. Don't send me a bill. Like, I want to go paperless. Yeah, because that goes right into the trash. And and I mean, I think like the way it's going, it's not like the service is going. So when people right. get nostalgic about this and they're like, oh, my God, it's gone. I can't feel the paper in my hands. Yeah, the nostalgic is gone. But the important part always, always was the information. Within. The storytelling. And we've got a more powerful way now than ever to tell that newspapers, if they get smart, and some of them have, they're still trying to figure it out. If they get it smart, they will encompass multimedia into it. They will give you an experience in in a multimedia world where, you know, yeah, you've already got video and you've already got stuff like that. But it'll get more consolidated and it'll make more sense as they figure this out. Because let's be honest, they're behind the game. But some people are starting to figure it out, right? Like The Athletic is a great example. And that's a great example. It's still driven by the writing, but they Mm -hmm. include video, they include clips, they include sound bites, Mm -hmm. pictures. And it's a business model that that works better yes. you know because they buy people up in every market and they put them on and they roll out they roll out their content and they cover everybody the you mentioned the nostalgic aspect of being able to grab a newspaper open it up with your hands for me that's like the last page of sports illustrated when rick riley used to be the sports yeah. illustrated writer when i was a kid every week when that sports illustrated would come i would grab it rip open to the back page right away it was my favorite thing now I mean, I think Sports Illustrated still prints, but I, I it wouldn't shock me if they didn't. Yeah, I don't. Th- I when you said that, I, I yeah, I think they do. But I I'm pretty sure they do because I, I remember being in yeah, airports and I haven't seeing, even looked at a newsstand in so long. I mean, I know like Rolling Stone does. The, it was the last, the only time you ever checked a newsstand other than maybe when you're at the airport. That's the only that's time the I only can time. Think. Yeah, when I drop like thirty bucks on stuff. <laughs> every time I have a thing, I have a thing. Every time I'm flying, I buy a Rolling Stone magazine. Nice, just because I find it interesting. It's it's off the beat of the sports that I'm always plugged into. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I feel like there's still certain areas like that where it might come into play, but it's, it's you changing. Know, you know what? You can get that, magazine subscriptions on your Kindles and stuff too. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. And cheaper than they were ever in print. I mean, again, it doesn't cost them anything to produce that other than the talent that's writing it, you know, and the the guys behind the scenes who are putting it up online and, and keeping the website going. You don't have to print, which was always expensive. You don't have to pay for ink, for paper, for any of that stuff. You know, and it's it, okay. So now I'm going to go into this one thing that's not here anymore, and it's paper wise. And you guys might not remember it because you're both in your 20s. Um, I'm over 40, 
but the catalogs from like Sears catalog. Oh, absolutely! Like it I would come that. out. I remember around circling Christmas. stuff around Christmas that oh, I wanted. You go right to the back because the toys and stuff were in the back. So you're like, like even for like the longest eBay time, I opened books from the back end because of that catalog. Yeah, like you always lay a book down, and it's it's like the spines to your right. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, just because of that, because I spent so much childhood figuring out what I wanted for Christmas through the back of that book. I remember going through East Bay magazines, yeah, looking for John Elway jerseys when I was like seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, yeah, nice. And if you were the preppier type in LL Bean magazine, I don't know if you ever got those. <laughs> you get the, the custom mail. backpack with, yeah, the, with yeah, the monogram you on. Get the monogram on it, man. BCL right up on there. Hey guys, I got my reflector pack. Check me out. <laughs> it's. It's interesting conversations I feel like to have yeah. because it, a lot of it is fun, right? That the world we're moving in is evolving and, and so rapidly changing and for the most part getting better, easier, more comfortable. Yeah, and the newspaper part of it all, like, I think is sports fans now. Yeah. I think that the way we consume information or the amount of information that we want to consume with 24-hour networks and multiple channels on each, I don't think newspapers can handle in a print physical version what the modern day sports fan needs. I mean, and no offense against those guys. They're great writers. They do great work, but it's just, I mean, Hey, buggy whips, you know, things change. Think about how often stories break now. Yeah. The 24 hour news. And cycle. I mean, you don't have to wait for it to print. It comes right out. It's all, You can get, you can sign up for notifications on Twitter and Facebook. Even more when somebody posts something new, you get a bloop that pops right up on your phone telling yep. you something new. Yeah. I mean, what's like a little paper figure going to walk in and go, hey, pick hey, me up. Extra, extra, <laughs> yeah. PM edition. And that's the thing. That was the guy in the old extra, extra, read all about it. They used to have PM editions of newspapers too, right? Yeah, in in most big cities. Yeah. I mean, and we're talking two, two three papers in some cities competing oh, yeah. with two versions. You know? And I, I remember when they started to yank some of those away. Yeah, it's, it's weird times. I mean, but again, I, I can't get too... I can't get sad about it because sure. I haven't patronized them. Right. I haven't bought them. I've, right. I, in fact, like the last newspaper I literally touched was in this studio because Stan left it in here, and I was like cleaning up the it away. studio. I was throwing it away. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's it's modern. That's what I do. I'm online. That's where I get all my. And like I mentioned, I think for the most part, it's 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 great. Our lives have become easier. They've become more comfortable. Information and entertainment has become more accessible. That's all great. Mm -hmm. But it'll be the little nostalgic things that when we look back on it, even more so in 10, 20 years, that we'll miss. Like the Pirates win a World Series. <laughs> and you get to go out and buy the cover of the newspaper. The next, You get to go out and buy two. That's the thing. Penguins win the Stanley Cup. I'm buying the Post-Gazette and I'm buying the Trib. Okay. Can buying I just, both covers. Can I just screenshot it and make it my background? <laughs> That's going to be the new thing. But yeah. see, I want to do that and just get like a $12 frame from Target and then put, put you it just print it out. Like I do with all my dead posters. Yeah, yeah. You just print it out. It's, yeah. it, it is. It's, it's, like I said, I think for the majority, 90% of this that we're talking about ends up being a positive. But there's just, there are some of those nostalgic things that, that still tug at your heartstrings. We're rolling along here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will get into more sports talk for those of you that might have been missing this on this block party friday we'll talk to dan kingerski about jack johnson and some of the things going on with the penguins still time to get involved with the show give us your requests you can tweet the show at west Euler wvu or call in 412-922-2874 we'll talk some pucks on the other side i'm wesley Euler filling in for adam this is the crowley show this is the adam crowley show i mean i cannot believe the kind of nonsense that i am hearing right now on ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Hit it. Na, 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 na. 
great pick, Tom. This, to me, is the ultimate block party song, I think. I know I kind of said that about Summertime earlier. Summertime is because it's about summer. This is like, you can't listen to this and not bounce. This is one of those, it's almost like when Hypnotized by Biggie comes on at a bar. It doesn't matter if you're 50, 40, or 13. Well, you shouldn't be in a bar if you're 13. Everybody in there starts nodding their head. Another song like that is Hot in Here by Nelly. I don't care how old you are, you hear that, dum, 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 and everybody starts nodding. This is one of those. And that's a slow build, too. You'll see as it comes on, they don't just burst out into dancing. Like, it's a little hip shake that starts, and then it kind of comes a little more, and then like you get the groove, and you're like, yep, 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 yep. It's kind of funny to watch a, a Nelly uh, Hot yeah. in Here song. Oh, it's the best. Because even you have the 60-year-old grandmas who are loving it. Mm-hmm. That's a wedding hit. One thing we weren't loving on the show yesterday was the, listen, we'll say rumored, but it's all but been confirmed by now, signing of Jack Johnson. We ripped that apart yesterday on the show. We even had Jesse Marshall on with us to do so. But today I woke up and I read an interesting article on Pittsburgh Hockey Now from Dan Kingersky explaining the other side, and I thought I got to have this guy on the show. So joining us to talk about the positives of the rumored Jack Johnson signing from Pittsburgh Hockey Now is Dan Kangerski. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. So, Dan, just off the top here, before we talk term or length or, or role on the team, any particulars, what do you like just in general about the Penguins adding Jack Johnson? Well, what he does, uh, just from the top, He's going to allow the Penguins to reduce Chris Letang's minutes. You know, if they went bottom barrel uh, third defenseman, that guy's only going to play, you know, the, the 14 minutes that they were slotting for Hunwick or Ruedel. In fact, that's even maybe high. A guy like Jack Johnson can play those 16, 18, even 20 minutes, which allows Letang to play 19, 20 minutes. And we know that Letang is more effective in those uh, reduced minutes. So right there, uh, they've got a, mi uh, a minutes eater. Now what Johnson does well is he skates very well. He's got a great first pass and he's physical. So he fits in well with the Penguin system. You mentioned third line minutes eater. And if that is the case, I, I, I will be right there cheering on that situation. What worries me is I, I believe Jack Johnson plays the type of game that Mike Sullivan will like. Mike Sullivan will enjoy. What worries me is that it becomes more than that. It becomes more of a role for Jack Johnson, and then all of a sudden, maybe a guy like Olimata, whose development we really saw last season, starts to get hindered a little bit, and his role gets reduced. Do you think there's any chance of that happening? Well, I don't think Olimata is necessarily still developing in that same way you think of a, of a guy at 23 with this much NHL experience. Uh, Olimata is pretty well, you know, baked in. He, you know, he might refine his game a little bit. He certainly had a very good year uh, th this past one. I don't think that's a, a concern. Jack Johnson, much like Jamie Alexiak, you see Alexiak's game. And sometimes it gets too big, and he tries to do too much. And in that process, you know, it's um, is when he gets in trouble. I think Jack Johnson suffers from that same sort of. Sometimes his game is too big. And I think that's what Sergei Gonchar does very well, is, is talks with these guys, simplifies their game, and I think Johnson's going to be a great beneficiary of that. What The thing that I don't like, Dan, about, about the rumors is honestly just the length and the term. I For a guy that was scratched the entire playoffs 
was it really necessary to give him five years and all that money? What was was there a demanding market on Jack Johnson? I know the free agent market for defensemen this year isn't great, but for a guy coming off the year that he's had, was five years really necessary? Could could they have gotten him on a show and prove me deal, or do you really think the market out there for this guy demanded a five year, sixteen seventeen million dollar contract? Well, first I can tell you it's not a rumor. Uh, Pittsburgh Hockey now was able. Uh, through sources close to the front office, confirm that they, they have agreed in principle. They can't talk money technically sure, sure. until Sunday, but we kind of know, you know, both sides know where they where they stand. Uh, yeah, uh, Bob McKenzie of, of TSN put it out there that indeed uh, he thought Johnson would get $6 million per year because of, of the ridiculously thin free agent market. So the Penguins didn't have to spend that kind of money they instead gave the term, which I think it might be a better bet on their part. In terms of one of the things that you said in the article that, that I really enjoyed and found interesting, because I always love getting the different perspectives on this, is is the whole analytics versus the eye test that I'm, I'm sure for you too, Dan, as a hockey writer, it, it feels like it's been a hot-button debate in the hockey community now for, for three, four years, maybe even longer than that. We had on Jesse Marshall on the show yesterday, and he, I'm sure as you know, does a lot of analytically driven things. Where do you come down on analytics versus the eye test? And since the analytics on, on Jack Johnson aren't great, what are maybe some indicators for you that the, the eye test shows different things? Well, you know, it, it's, a, it's a funny thing. and I think, you know, sports writers, me included, are guilty of it and, and fans. We don't get to see a player a lot. We substitute analytics. Now, Jesse does his homework. Uh, you know, he goes above and beyond what uh, most people do, and, and I appreciate his work a great deal. From the eye test, though, there's so much physical skill with Jack Johnson. It's been there since he was drafted third overall back in 2005. If you go back and look at um, his usage from the L.A. Kings through the Blue Jackets, he's always been a 23, 24, 25-minute a night guy. That doesn't happen if you're bad at hockey, let's say. And it wasn't until these, you know, let's call it the last uh, season and a half, he began to get on the wrong side of John Tortorella. And that happens to players. You know, Ian Cole was put in the press box here in Pittsburgh for quite a while. So, you know, you definitely can't hold last season against Jack Johnson over everything that happened prior when he played a lot of really good hockey for some very not good offensive teams. And that's so the eye test looked just purely at his, his skills is what I would say. Dan, there's been a lot made about the relationship between Jack and Sid. Do you think there's really anything to that? Or is that just a, a talking point for, for people like myself? You, you mean in terms of Sid lobbying the organization? Or maybe not necessarily him specifically lobbying, lobbying the organization, but that they thought it would be a move that Sid would enjoy, and Jack was interested in playing with Sid. Sure. I mean, I, I haven't talked to Sid or, or Jack uh, about that, so I'm you know kind of guessing a little bit. I want to be clear about that. But, yeah, these guys are really good friends, and by all accounts they've kept in touch and, and remained very good friends. We included a link earlier this week on the website uh, when they were uh, sophomores in at Mar St. Mary Chatuck High School. They started a bench-clearing brawl on their baseball game. Crosby grabbed the catcher. Johnson went after the pitcher. 
Uh, these guys are pretty thick. Uh, I, don't I wish there was old. video of that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? But, you know, I, yeah, I think Crosby can't help but enjoy this. And, and maybe that had a little bit to do with Johnson perhaps taking less than was forecasted for him to get in free agency, just coming to a good situation and being with Sid. But, uh, you know, we'll find out, I think, a lot more Sunday afternoon or, or Monday. To transition a little bit away here, Dan, uh, from Jack Johnson, one thing that I haven't heard talked about much is the Penguins' goaltending situation. Do you think that they're just going to go into camp status quo with kind of the same setup that they had last year after they got rid of Antti Niemi, or do you think that there's a chance that they could still be looking maybe to bring in another veteran to be Murray's permanent backup? Well, that question is tied more to trade discussions than it is anything else. Um, I, I, I kind of get the sense just from talking to people, the Penguins could go big, and yes, they, they would have to find another goaltender, or they could just kind of stand pat. They don't like the market, and in which case you'll see you know, Tristan Jari competing for a backup role or, or back down to the American Hockey League just to, to keep playing. I, I don't know which will happen, but I don't think they're going to bring in a veteran goalie or even a Garrett Sparks out of uh, Toronto's minor league system. I don't think they bring in a guy like that without losing one of theirs. And you think that there's any chance they would even consider trading Jari? It seems like they're still really high on his future. I am as well. Um, he's a name that has been floated by some credible people. And let's just maybe leave it at that for right now, that if something big does go down, He's a very valuable chip to a lot of teams who are uh, desperate for goaltending. There, there's nothing credible, you know, in terms of concrete moves right now, but uh, certainly he could be a, a guy that could get a big deal done. Dan, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate you responding to me this morning. Uh, just a stranger reaching out to you, asked you to come on the show. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the time. You can find this article that we were discussing now and all of Dan's work, pittsburghhockeynow.com, and you can get at Dan on Twitter, at the Dan Kingersky. Dan, thank you so much, and have a great weekend. All right, thank you. Have fun. There he goes, Dan Kingersky. Great stuff from the other side. Uh, I... I I got to give him credit. He he really kind of changed my opinion. I don't absolutely loathe the Jack Johnson deal like I did yesterday. I still a little skeptical, but hey, if there's some of those things he said, third line roll, 14, 15 minutes a night, I I think it could work out. Big shout out to Dan. I he's never met me before. I sent him a DM. We don't even follow each other on Twitter. I sent him a DM this morning. Hey, I read your article. I really liked it. You want to come on the show? And he sent me a message back absolutely with his phone number. So uh, great stuff there. And thank you to Dan again for joining the program. When we come back, last segment of the day, last block party song of the day, and also, you know, as we like to do, we are going to present you with a dumb question of the day. Do you like sports? Do you like music? Well, tune in next. It's the Crowley Show. He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Straight up in the Steel City. It's Block Party Friday. Your last request of the day, OPP by Naughty Nature. This is a great way to go. I'll put up a little bit, Tom.
There's nothing like a like a summer block party, especially on a day like today. It's mid 80s. It's perfect beer drinking weather. We're about 20 minutes away from beer drinking weather. But before we do that, we've got somebody on the line who wants to talk to us. Before we get to our dumb question of the day, as well. Speaking of beaches, we've got Mike from the beach wants to talk about the NBA. Mike, you're on the Crowley Show. Yeah, you uh, you see me pretty good at the uh, radio mechanics there, there, uh, Wesley Euler. Yeah, I'm 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 not too sure about that. I, you know, I went to WVU. I didn't have the best training, and and some of the people I went to school with too really brought me down. But I appreciate that, Mike. What's this guy's Yo, name, Mike? Want, yeah, I, I think so. Say, I just want to say, uh, I don't think there could ever be an NBA team in time. And why is that, Mike? Well, I just don't think the team, the town could support it, you know. I just don't think they care enough about basketball. I mean, no one ever goes to the Peterson Event Center, you know what I'm saying? Well, when you haven't won a conference game in, what, seven decades, Mike? Yeah, I think it's uh, about 544 days they haven't won a conference game. Do you know that for sure, Mike? No. It, relative ball. I think he's got check. Mike strikes me as a big Will, Will Greer and WVU guy, so hey, Mike, I think he's got check marks. Mike, have you called into the show before? You sound familiar. Okay, here's the thing, boys. I'll tell you what right now. Will Crowley, you win jackass. The Get out of here. Will Bye. Win the highs. Idiot. Did you just hang up on <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> Whoa, dude. You can't Producer do that. Whoa. I'm done with him. You just hung I up, hung up on the show. Yep. It's very Stu Gatz of you. You know you work for him, right? I don't care. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Crowley on his own show. That's Mike from the beach. That was freaking, dude. <laughs> that's Crowley. Dude, you, oh, you were in so much trouble when he gets back. He's already calling me right now. Get him on the line. Pull him back on, because I want to hear what happens here. <laughs> this is great radio. I love this. Yeah, call Crowley right now and get him on the line. This needs to be addressed right now because I don't think you can step out of line like that and hang up on on a guy on his own show. But again, I don't. I, it feels like something Adam would do. Hey, Adam. Yo, I think you guys uh, cut that mic guy off. Yeah, Adam. How are you, buddy? Who's this? This is Brian, Adam. Hello, Brian. How are you? Look, Adam, you got to come out of character here because we got a serious situation. Okay, what happened? Thank you, I appreciate it. We don't have us. I just wanted you coming out of character. Um, no, bitch. no, but no, but really, really, uh, Tom hung up on you. We all figured it was you, and he purposely hung up on you on your own show. That's I kinda... feel like I got cut out pretty quickly there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's messed up, dude. How are you? I don't know. I'm about 15 beers deep. That was uh, my uh... next question. Yeah, I'm about to pee. Um, the breeze is in my hair. Well, it would be in my hair if I didn't have my West Virginia University baseball cap on. So we'll, uh, you know, I, I think I've got about seven or eight more beers in me tonight. Hey, there he goes, Adam <laughs> Crowley from the Crowley Show. It's Crowley. It's not, he's on vacation. I thought I'd get a full five days without hearing him, and that was way too much. He's bad radio. He's just rambling on there. It's like that guy went to WVU or something. He was... Uh... You're slurring a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a little, little three sheets there going on. Yeah. Wow. Like, look, we know Crowley. Crowley enjoys eh, an adult <laughs> beverage, don't you? Crowley, you're slurring there, buddy. I, I, I feel like Tom keeps cutting me off, and I feel like it's only because he 100% gets the show. Yeah, well, hey. It's very <laughs> Stu Gotts of him, isn't it, Adam? Uh, it really is. Wes, I, uh, I hear you've been doing a good job. Well... 
I, I am the best of the rest, as you know well. Tom, turn his mic off now. And there he goes, Adam yeah. Crowley of the Crowley Show. Wow. I don't think I've ever been on a show where he cut the host off. Three like times. That. I love this. Three times. I love this. He did he did done it to a host he was filling up. Here's off. the thing that I we gotta talk so. about though. You said how he was slurring, right? Fifteen beers deep. Mm-hmm. He's fifteen beers deep, he wouldn't be on the phone with us right now. He'd be passed out somewhere. I think Crow- I'm thinking it's more like five beers deep. You think five? I've seen Crowley put some down. I think Oh, me make- too, but then I've seen what happens afterwards. Yeah, we're on the back end of, we're on the back end. <laughs> oh, we have Mike from the beach on the line again? Yeah. Yo, I don't know this Crowley cat, but I feel like he can put him down. Crowley can put 15 down and still hang, yeah, right? No, he can put 15 down. It's what happens afterwards. Yes, it's uh, the 15 coming up that would be the problem, I think. Hey, Mike, how much fun do you think Crowley's having on vacation? Well, not enough because he keeps calling back into this radio. That's why I'm asking, Mike, dude. You yeah. miss us, dude. <laughs> Mike, since you're not someone who works in sports, you can get us started here on this. If you had to choose one, you can never watch sports again for the rest of your life, or you can never hear music again. Mike from the beach, what would you pick? I'm never hearing music again. Yeah, I when we when he came up with that question, I knew that I would I knew that would be your answer. Well, hold on though, Mike from the beach seems like a guy who likes to drink about a dozen beers out on the beach with some Pandora radio playing. Yeah, I mean you can't watch sports whoa, on the beach. Whoa, 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 Maybe whoa, beach volleyball, heard, which isn't too bad radio, to watch. I heard radio playing. Listen, Mike from the beach. Whatever it is, you want to, I guess music, technically, we should have maybe put talk shows into that too, but, all right, you beat me, Mike, from the beach. You found the loophole. Congratulations. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, what did he, I'm confused too. What are you talking about? He said he'd be listening to talk shows. No, he just no, said you would listen I on the iHeartRadio app, which he's right. Pandora's trash. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's, that's yeah, on me. I was true. assuming that he meant talk shows and not music. We got them all on the iHeartRadio app, it's man. true. But you couldn't listen to music. That's part of the question. What if, can I sing to myself? No, you can never hear music <laughs> no, again. No, wait, wait a minute. Actually, let me hear you sing to yourself, and then I'll tell you. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country roads. Got a little tear I hear her voice in the morning hour. She calls me. Radio reminds me of my home far away. Driving down the road, I get a feeling that I should have been home yesterday. 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 Country roads take me home. To the place I belong, West Virginia, inhales deeply, mountain mama, exhale slowly, take me home. Dude, your idea of a vacation is getting hammered, calling into your show and singing Country Rose. That is awesome. You should have heard what the hell I said to the fan today. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. By the way, we got that clean, too, so don't think you won't ever hear that back. It's true. What happened now? What we, do you mean? What we, do you mean? You'll, uh, we got that, that song back. clean. We got that song clean. Well, listen, clean. when the Mountaineers win the Big 12 championship, you'll just have to play that on loop all day because Crowley won't be able to come in. He'll be face down somewhere in Morgantown with me. 
Wes, are you going to be in on Friday doing the show? Next Friday I will be, yes, right here. Tom and I have a bet, and Brian, the three of us have a bet, a draw of shame that we did that we have to pay off next Friday. You guys, oh, I'm so jealous. I like, I like, I like my life better than the beach. God, son of a... We're sorry, man. We didn't mean to have fun without you. Well, no, I don't like that. You know, I got you know, I got texts from West. I got tweets coming in. They like the conversation. I figured I'd try to pull the conversation down a little bit, but then that just became fascinating. Well, hold on. That's usually what I do to you, not not this way around. That's true. So, so perfect example. Of what's being talked about right here? Let me pull it up here. Um, we're okay. So, Crowley texted me yesterday. He says, "How's things going?" I says, well, oh, no. I say Wes is doing a good job. He's but, terrible. But he's no crowd man. Adam comes back, but that's the perfect answer. Because <laughs> you're good, but nobody can be the crowd man. Well, there's got to be a game show or something that we can do in the future, too, like beat the crowd man, where either the crowd man gets to be the crowd man or you get to knock him down a peg. Because if you're going to call yourself the crowd man, man I mean, you, you've got to put it on the line. You can't just call yourself the crowd man and not let anybody have a shot the, to, to the, come for the title. The crowd man by nature cannot be knocked down. He is top of the food chain. He is a number one. There will never be a number two in the crowd man's life unless he, uh, you know. Well, and I feel, unless he takes a poop. Yeah, I, I feel like I did not, I didn't dub myself the crowd man. It just sort of came to no, the, you, the territory. The, Adam, you dubbed yourself the crowd man. You no, actually literally that. called yourself the crowd man. Literally. What's what's the weird question of the day? The, the weird question of the the dumb question of the day is you can you have to go on the rest of your life without watching sports or ever hearing music and you can't take your career into account. It's just personal enjoyment. Oh, I haven't heard this one before. I think I'd go I think I'd go without the music. Yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm going without sports. How are you going to sit Whoa. in the car for 6 hours and drive somewhere with no music? I'm gonna listen Road to sports. <laughs> what? Can we say that on the, on the Crowley? So. He's gone. It's the number Crowley. one. It's the you know number one virtue of the Crowley show is transparency. But that might have been a little too, too transparent. Well, we went quickly off the rails in this last segment. Yeah, that's what it's. That's drunk Crowley calls in, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and Brian, from the beach. The, uh, what was the weird question of the day? Go ahead, Wes. Ask. Did, tell him again. Did he not just hear no, it for the let, third let time? No, just Say play along. Tell him. Would you rather go the rest of your life without watching sports or hearing music? I think I got to be able to hear music. That's a weird. I've never heard that question before. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird question. Not once of the day. Never heard it. You know, though, the only thing is, is if you pick sports in that, you never get to hear that rendition of Country Roads again, ever again. That counts. That's music. Then I'm take me home. To the place I belong, West Virginia, Mount Will Greer. Jan oh. Greer. The hell's her name? Jen, I think. Well, I was close. Adam, our dumb question from yesterday, since we have you here, does salt taste good? I've never heard that one before. I would say I'd probably give up music. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, Crowley, before you go, this is an intelligent question, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk are you right now? <laughs> for me, I'd say 5. My wife would probably say 12. How about for a regular human that would not call himself the Crowley? man? 12. Nice. Way to get it done, buddy. We miss you, man. You coming back strong on Monday? Well, I'm coming back Monday. Strong like, like the West. Strong like Bull? Bull? Big like Crowley, man. Crowley, man. Big like Crowley. 
strong like pool, big like crowd, man. You know, if we would have known that he was going to call in, we could have done the draw and had him in on this as well. I guess it wouldn't be as fun because he wouldn't be here for the payoff we'll next tell week. tell him on Monday he did it. He'll, he'll be all right. He won't remember. He, yeah, exactly. What are we drawing? We all drew random names from a hat of teams left in the World Cup. If your team wins, you're cool. If your team loses, you have to do something embarrassing on the show next week. Like what? We're thinking uh, we've, we've tossed a couple ideas out there, but you know that's we're going to keep that in-house here until next week. Wasabi. No, wasabi. No, that's your yeah. thing. That's yeah. your thing. We're thinking maybe a spoonful of Old Bay, a spoonful of pepper, oh. something like that. Shot of hot sauce. Did we lose Mike from the beach? Go Belgium. Go Belgium. <laughs> Later, Corral. See you, bud. There he goes, Mike from the Beach slash Adam Crowley. That was like the South Park episode where Butters is multi personality. We had we had the Crow Man and Mike from the Beach. Going I'm honestly back and forth. surprised it took him that long to call in. Yeah, me I, too. Thought, I thought he would be in trying to call all week, but he got some vacation in actually. But hey, he, he missed us, man. Hey, who said you can't mix a little business and pleasure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun this week. Uh, as we've mentioned a couple times, I will be back here. With you again next Friday, that's July 6th, same time, 4 to 7 on the Crowley Show. We'll have a payoff of our World Cup bet. It's a little bit after July 4th, two days after July 4th. Maybe we'll have some topics around that as well. And, of course, free agency opens up, so you know we will talk some more Penguins. My many thanks to Tom. It's been a lot of fun working with him the past two days. My man is a great producer, and to Brian as well, too, for kind of hanging with me, letting me bounce my ideas off of him, and uh, for letting me sit here. Why didn't you call me something great? Well, He's a great producer. What am I? A excellent yeah. friend. Get out of here. <laughs> and I, I can't thank Adam because, I mean, what is there to thank him for? Like I mentioned, we'll be back next Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. I have been Wesley Euler filling in for Adam. You've been listening to The Crowley Show. Jeff Capel, the head coach of your Pittsburgh Panthers basketball team, one-on-one with the Crowley man.